Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. Good morning. Thank you so much, uh, praise team, Jay and Brock and Eric and Jake for uh, leading us so well. What a privilege it is uh, to be here this morning. Um, although I, I've got a confession to make. Um, this probably needs to be said because it's brought about some confusion for me. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, I get the fact that Pastor Nate needs to have a break. But I'm wondering whether perhaps he's getting to the bottom of the barrel. Just stay with me. Uh, Carlo, Carlo did a, an amazing job last, last week, didn't he? But I'm, I, absolutely, Carlo, amazing job. But I'm thinking, last week was an axe thrower. This week is a guy who cleans and cares for septic systems. Uh, where, where are we going? I mean, the whole septic system uh, cleaning and care is... Okay. Oh, that's much better. The whole septic system thing, cleaning, in case you're wondering, is actually a very righteous uh, and, and a very holy uh, job. It starts right back here in Deuteronomy. God gives us instructions with regards to our whole septage thing. It says, designate a place outside of the camp where you can go to relieve yourself. As part of your equipment, have something to dig with. And when you relieve yourself, dig a hole and cover up your excrement. For the Lord your God moves about your camp to protect you and to deliver your enemies. So that's, that's why I do what I do. I, I think it's rooted and it's grounded in God's beautiful, wonderful plan. <laughs> that's, this has been brought to you by... <laughs> PumpMyTank.ca. Uh, I want to begin. <clears throat> I want to begin on a personal note this morning. Um, so many of you here in this auditorium and at home have been encouraging and supporting and lifting Linda and I up in prayer in these days with with encouragements and cards and and words of of keep going. We got a got a text yesterday from somebody. You know, I'm I'm cleaning I'm cleaning my stove. I'm thinking about you guys, praying for you. And what a difference the words of encouragement and those sorts of things mean. Uh, I want to give you a little bit of an update and uh, also thank you so much uh, for your continued support. Uh, Linda is on a daily dose, a tablet of chemotherapy which she takes right at home. And she does that for two weeks, and then she's off for two weeks. And so that one-month period is a cycle. And as an example, on Tuesday of this week coming up, she will begin another cycle. Uh, In the midst of, of those four weeks, in the course of a month, she has CAT scans and blood tests and appointments with all kinds of doctors and stuff so but she's here this morning and yeah 
and doing well. And so, again, I want to thank you so much for your prayers and for the notes and the thoughts. And it, it does. It means the world. It makes a huge difference. The, uh, the power of encouragement. It's what I'd, I'd like us to uh, consider for a few minutes this morning. The power of encouragement. I, uh, I got into my car two weeks ago and uh, pressed the button. We don't, we don't put a key and we press a button. We've got the fob there. And all I heard was tick, tick, tick. Got that, that pit, that feeling in the pit of my stomach. Uh, here we go. You know, a bad day uh, now is, is going to be worse than I thought. Had an appointment to get to, and, I, and I, this was not a good time for something. So, well, you've probably been there. What do you do? And so I start going through the list. Do I call CAA? Eh, they'll probably be an hour. To, you know, I know. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take Linda's car, <laughs> and she, <laughs> she can deal with it. Um, quickly, I moved on to the next <laughs> option. And... Uh, Right in around this time of turmoil, my neighbor pulls out of his driveway, and because I had my hood up, he drives right up, came right alongside of my car, gets out, and need a boost? I've got no idea. Do I need a boost? <laughs> i got to get going. I'm afraid I'm going to be late. Hooked up the booster cables, hit the button. I wasn't even late for my appointment. And as I thought about that scenario, getting a boost, I thought about the privilege that I had to be here this morning and to, to chat a little bit about encouragement. And that, that story, getting a boost, is what I kind of hope is going to happen here today. Do you need a boost? Do you need a, a word of encouragement, perhaps? Are you, are you feeling a little bit discouraged. I, I trust that as we spend some time together this morning chatting a little bit about the power of encouragement and why encouragement is so important that uh, you would get the boost that you need. Let me ask this question. Why is encouragement so important? I think, first of all, we're starved for it. I am. We're starved for it. I, I, uh, I mean, I'm not looking for compliments, but uh, I sat down and got my hair cut this week, and as soon as I sat down in the chair <laughs> with my hairdresser, um, we got to chatting, and, and bless her heart, she was telling me about what things look like at her church and you know the challenges with regards to COVID and all this sort of stuff. And um, so when I, had, when I had a chance to get a word in edgewise, uh, I, sh- I shared with her about what's going on here at Pathway and uh, that I was going to have the opportunity to chat on encouragement. Exact words out of her mouth. I kid you not. She said, oh, we're starved for encouragement, aren't we? It's got to be true. I think, we're, I think you and I are starved for encouragement. Encouragement seems to be in short supply. As I go about my business, my righteous, holy business, uh, uh, 
and encounter people, meet people, spend time. Um, people are discouraged. People are frustrated. I I got to believe that not only do we need encouragement, but I, re- I really think that there's an appetite that you and I have to be encouraged. A gentleman by the name of George Adams said, encouragement is oxygen of the soul. It's what we need to survive and thrive in our daily lives. Why is encouragement so important? Not not only are we starved for it, but I've got to believe that it's so easy, it is for me, anyway, it's so easy to become discouraged. And this is... This really is where I, at this point, where I want to read uh, from Hebrews chapter 3. Direct us to our our, uh, passage this morning. Hebrews chapter 3 says this. See to it, friends, that none of you has a sinful and unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Fact of the matter is, it it sounds almost like a command, doesn't it? Uh, A battle cry. To, in, to be encouraging one another. In fact, when we take a look at, when we take a look at this, these verses, uh, another way to read these, these words is encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, or encourage one another daily as long as we have an opportunity to do so. It's it's really not a suggestion. It's something that should be part of our of our daily breathing to be able to speak words of encouragement into one another. There's a warning and a caution here as well. So that none so that none of us may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. That's a, that's a heavy statement, isn't it? For our purposes, I want to unpack that for just a bit and say this. That if we're being called to encourage one another daily, or as long as the opportunity allows for us, so that we won't grow, so that our our hearts won't grow hardened by sin's deceitfulness. A question I want to ask is, what, what does that look like? What does it look like to be discouraged? What does discouragement look like? What, what does it look like when this sin's deceitfulness gets a hold of us? Sin's deceitfulness, to some degree, looks like pride, selfishness, jealousy, judgment, self-righteousness. 
And we're told right in this passage that, that those sorts of things can occur in our lives or flows out of a hard heart. What does a hard heart look like? It can look like brokenness, anger, not open, closed, discouraged, and perhaps even blinded. This deception, do you know what sin's deception looks like in my life? It looks like this. It's when I get to the point and I get to the place in my life where I hear these phrases and I start to believe them. Maybe, Maybe they come from Satan. Maybe they come from my own head. Maybe they can't come from voices that I've heard over the years and you know how we don't forget and those things sometimes, unfortunately, can stick. These statements. You can't. You won't. You don't measure up. You'll never. Somebody has said that you're the most influential person in your life because nobody talks to you more than you do. I don't know where that stuff comes from, but I hear it. And what a battle it is to distinguish that kind of deceptiveness and put a wall up, push it back. What I'm finding is is that a word of encouragement has a way of pushing those things away. They're the positive voices. They're the They're the voices that I need in my life to give oxygen to my life, to thrive and to survive. Uh, Elizabeth Harrison said, Those who are lifting the world upward and outward are those who encourage more than they criticize. Why is encouragement so important? We're, We're starved for it. It's so easy to become discouraged. And a third thought that I've that I want to share with with you this morning is this it has a way of speaking or infusing power and strength into others. It it has a way of speaking into our lives the message that you can do it. Uh, the possibilities are real. Uh, many of you know that in a former life, um, I, Linda and I had the privilege to uh, spend a number of years in pastoral ministry. And I was told by a wise man early, early as a young pastor, to uh, get a, a, an encouragement file and every time you get an encouragement put it in there and when you feel discouraged 
you reach for this file. And you start pulling out those notes. Now when I was told that, I figured I'd be spending more time putting stuff in here than I would probably sitting down and going through it and reading it. The wise old man knew what he was talking about. I spent a lot of time. Pastor Nate and I were talking this week about this message, and he was sharing with me that in some of the research that he has done, he said it take. I'm pretty sure he said it takes four words of encouragement to stamp out one word of discouragement. I believe it. I believe. I could not believe how one word of of discouragement. And oftentimes it was after having a great week and planning and preparing and walk into the church, church, for instance, on Sunday morning and somebody said something of a discouraging word. And it was almost like a needle going into my lung. And why is that? How is that that one discouraging word can stamp out four <laughs> or 400 encouraging words that we've received. So I've cherished this. In fact, one of the things that, that I want to go on record and say that, that's so powerful about encouragement, why encouragement is so important, is because it lasts. I received this 27 years ago from a friend. It sits on, sits on my desk, these words. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, who strives valiantly, who, who knows the great enthusiasts, the great devotions, and spends himself in a worthy cause, who, at the best, knows the triumph of high achievement, and who, at its worst, if he fails at least fails while doing greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory or defeat. That's something that I received as a word of encouragement. You've got to know something. I have read that over and over and over again. It's stuck. It's lasted. I would not... I would not be here today without a tidal wave of encouragement that I have been so blessed and humbled to receive. Why is encouragement so so powerful? I love quotes and definitions. And here's one from Oxford Dictionary. Encouragement gives support, confidence, or hope to somebody. The act of encouraging someone to do something. And before I move on, I really do want to state the obvious. That when you encourage somebody, 
What they do with that is really their business. You're not responsible for (laughs) what happens with that encouragement, what a person does with that. But I do want to state this. There's been times in my life when I've been encouraged by others. And I've chosen to do nothing with it. And what that is, alongside with the warning that we received in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, when I fail to act upon an encouragement from somebody, I've wasted it. One of the things that I'd love us to walk away from here this morning with is a commitment not to waste words of encouragement. By definition, encouragement is to move us towards action. When you encourage others, you in the process are encouraged because you're making a commitment and a difference in that person's life. Zig Ziglar said that. He said, encouragement really does make a difference. It really does. Uh, I noticed that in my preparation for this this morning, going through the book of Hebrews, and, and now I'm kind of fascinated with what I've written in the margins. I I would share with you that to a, lot, to a large degree, I live now in the margins when it comes to the Scripture. I wrote this a long time ago. What we do matters. wrote that right beside this passage on encouragement. What we do matters. What we do when it comes to encouraging others really does make a difference. And so encouragement really... Unpacking it now and trying to bring some definition and move us towards some application. Somebody has said this, to see the potential in someone and be willing to point it out. To see the potential in someone and be willing to point it out. Need to to deconstruct that phrase for a sec. Because this phrase also represents part of the challenge and the difficulty and, and, and why sometimes we struggle with encouraging others. Um, sometimes we see the potential, but we fail to be willing to point it out to somebody. There's other times that we, we quite frankly, don't see <laughs> the potential in someone. And because we're not really in a good place to point it out, um, that's where the cliches sometimes often kick in. But encouragement, encouragement from the perspective and, and, and from the direction of how it is that God uses, I believe this with all my heart, that when when we allow ourselves to be open to our great God and Savior. He he gives us the ability to see the potential in those around us and the words to say to point that out 
is not really about me. <laughs> it's about Him. And I think that's one of the things that brings encouragement. That's what, that's what gives the power behind the words of encouragement. That they're not bright ideas or great ideas that I have or, or, or ideas or concepts that I think or suggestions that I think somebody should follow. But I think encouragement is something that God uses in your life and my life to continue to move us towards Him. Hmm. I love this. Encouragement is belief in people before they even get started. When I look back over my life and think of the words and encouragement that came before I even got started, not only would I not be here today if it hadn't have been for those words of encouragement, but I, I look back over the journey and the path and think the things that I, I would never have picked up and embraced if it hadn't have been for a word of encouragement. Why is it so important? Because encouragement has a way of infusing, of, of breathing, of boosting us in these directions. Encouragement is hope. Encouragement is intended to give us courage towards action. It's affirmation. Do you know encouragement is the language of love? Encouragement is permission. It's strength. It's common for me to uh, ask people these two questions. Hey, what are you encouraged with today? And I'm always fascinated at the incredible silence that follows that question. (laughs) And so to break the silence, I'll say, all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, what are you challenged with today? What are you having a tougher time with? What's, what's maybe a, I know, what are you finding discouraging in these days? And what I've been fascinated with is the silence after the first question, but all I really have to do is be quiet and listen, because for the next 20 minutes, we're engaged. You may be no different than me on On any given day, it's so much easier for me to think of the areas that I'm discouraged than encouraged. If that's true, it's true of you. If it's true of the people that you, you know, at six feet apart, spend time with, I'd like to, I'd like to put a, a cap on this, as it were, uh, this morning. Well, the I, I think we're going to re rejig the stage here, guys. You can come up here, come up here and do that. But how do we encourage others with the kind of power and the kind of potency, the kind of long lastingness that I'm talking about? I have made it a habit to do these three things. 
There's plenty of things to do, but this is a great start. We really do have to look for opportunities. We have to have our eyes open, and we have to see people the way God sees them. If we're ever going to be an encourager, like maybe we'd like to be, we have to realize that people matter to God, and they should matter to us too. We've got to be on the lookout. Second thing is, we really have to develop the skill of listening. And as we, as we spend time engaged with others, listening for the things that grip their heart and grip their soul, sometimes that is a tremendous way in to sharing a word of encouragement with others. And then we have to linger. Boy, oh boy, is it ever about spending time with people. And our culture and our world today, unfortunately, (laughs) doesn't spend a great deal of time lingering. Do we? And so it's about being intentional, about looking for opportunity and listening and and lingering. How do we do it? Do you know what, folks? It's so simple, but so seldom done. It can be done with a word, face-to-face or over the phone, a text, a card, a note. I can't believe the people that have shared with me. You'll never believe who I got a card from. This was so encouraging uh, that... My hope and my prayer today is that we would we would be encouraged and that we would be encouragers. That you would be your heart and your soul would be boosted today. That you would receive something in a supernatural, awesome way from God. And if this is something that you've wanted to do to increase the, the level of, uh, of your ability to encourage others, that you would go out we, and do that. We can be a people that are strong and influential encouragers in the lives of others. Would you pray with me? Lord, each one of us know to some degree or another, how it feels and what it's like to be encouraged from somebody. That almost life-changing, altering (laughs) words that that motivate us and and allow us to to move forward and embrace all that you have for us. Lord, there's also something inside of us that perhaps would, would want us to be people who come alongside of others and encourage. Help us to focus on that one area that you would want us to strengthen, to be the encouragers that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. 
If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.